Hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to the new uh, episode of podcast with BL Inside Circle. Myself, Dheer Tedia. This is Akshat Bansal. And as always, our uh, guest this time is interesting because uh, he is currently an associate editor at Network 18. Uh, he goes by the uh, brand name of Mota Bhai. His real name is, of course, Yatin Mota. And uh, he is currently working with Network 18, but he has had a, more than a decade of experience in ET now and as well as Bloomberg uh, Quint. Uh, he was a research analyst in ET now, and right now he's an associate editor, also a, a research analyst, and uh, more than a decade experience in stock market and equity market. So let me welcome Yatin sir directly. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing, sir? All fine. Uh, you know, heavy monsoons in uh, Mumbai. I don't know uh, what is the state in Shillong, but you know, it is a pretty windy day today here in Mumbai. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, we are in Koikod right now. And Koikod, mein, so in Kerala, monsoons are always, it's it's uh, all around the year. And currently in campus, it's it's really beautiful. But uh, not as floody as in Mumbai, uh, usually. So, let's start with your uh, journey. Uh, you are a pass out from RA Podar College. And then you did your MBA finance from NMIMS. And then how did this journey happen in equity market? You are a research analyst since a decade now and associated with TV, associated with the uh, entire stock market learnings. Uh, you are a big, big celebrity on Twitter. So just uh, give a quick run through about your journey. So, uh, you know, Deer, uh, if you look at my journey, uh, you know, I was a commerce graduate in R.A. Pudar. It is one of the finest uh, colleges uh, in which you can have commerce studies in Mumbai. And obviously, uh, post my uh, commerce uh, graduation, uh, I had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people who were in the capital markets, the stock markets, obviously being from a, you know, Gujarati community through Kachi community, there is always an inclination towards stocks and, you know, a lot of things in and around you, the ecosystem in and around you uh, is uh, towards the capital markets and, you know, talks about the capital markets. And that is how, you know, I, uh, after spending one or two years post my uh, commerce graduation into the stock markets, understanding, uh, you know, spent some time in the family business uh, operations also, then I thought of doing a post-graduation. And obviously at NMIMS, we had a specialization course in uh, the capital markets uh, along with, uh, you know, the finance MBA part. And, you know, we were very, very thankful to that uh, university, NMIMS, uh, that gave us a platform really uh, to help understand uh, the financial markets better, finance better, and, you know, uh, the, the kind of uh, uh, summer projects we did in and around the capital markets uh, made us tilt towards the capital markets. And obviously... Uh, during uh, the days at NMIMS uh, and uh, the second year placement, I was lucky to get through the Times Group. And uh, it's a very large organization. And they were just launching, you know, their channel ET now at that time. And fortunately, I was uh, offered, you know, to either join uh, ETIG, which is the Economic Times Intelligence Group. At that time, you know, there were analytical uh, things that they, do, they used to do in the paper or join ET now. So I chose to join ET now. And at that time, when, when I was there in the team, uh, we gave tough competition to, you know, our peers like CNBC. And, uh, you know, we were doing pretty well at that time at uh, ET now. And, uh, you know, almost working seven, eight years in ET now. And then I moved on uh, to two new assignments and now currently at uh, CNBC Awas. 
which is a network 18 uh, uh, you know company uh, obviously network 18 is one of the largest media organizations in the country uh, and uh, obviously we are aware of the cnbc brand and cnbc awards brand uh, which uh, the company incorporates so it has been a great journey so far and from the commerce studies to mba to uh, you know cnbc awards everything has been smooth so far obviously we we plan a lot of things when we do our mbas ke placement ka kya hoga uh, you know uh, ctc kitna hoga uh, a lot of you know things come up to your mind when you are a student but you know once you have the direction that you need to move in this sector you want to move into this particular industry i think uh, it really works uh, well for you and uh, obviously things are very competitive in business schools uh, you all must be aware uh, so just hold on your horses uh, probably chase your passion and don't really worry about your <laughs> placements and career if you're focused uh, and dedicated i think uh, god willing you should be able to achieve your goals from an mba graduate uh, for example most of the mba graduates you know or mba students don't do not come from a commerce background they right. have uh, absolutely zero or very very low financial acumen uh, about stock market or about uh, investing so uh, asking this from a personal uh, personal point of view what should one do if they are a beginner amateur in uh, investment or they want to do but they have no idea where to start in uh, stock market what to do so you know i always used to uh, pull legs of my colleagues who were engineers and uh, you know those who were mbbs you know we had students who were doctors engineers it uh, majors uh, you know whole host of uh, diversified people you know uh, join the indian top business schools you know and i always used to say you know to my engineers friend you know aap log ms kar lete yaar aur kuch kar lete why do you guys join a finance course wherein you have no understanding just to get a placement and you know uh, uh, when there used to be a session on quants they used to they used to beat us uh, hands down uh, we always used to used to co learn you know uh, when there was a account or finance class we we used to help our colleagues and uh, you know the engineer colleagues when we had a quant class Uh, they used to help us, uh, you know, on on that front. So MBA is a fun part, a fun journey. Obviously, a lot of uh, uh, engineers uh, and a lot of uh, non-finance or non-commerce uh, students do join the MBA courses uh, and finance courses. Uh, obviously, they do excel well, uh, you know, moving ahead. Uh, the only advice is that you have to keep learning, unlearning a lot of things, uh, and uh, you know, uh, obviously. there is no requirement to be a core finance guy you know when you are from a engineering background obviously there is a worry point but i think uh, if you have the basics right uh, i don't think so there is any need to panic or any any need to really go deep or deep dive into finance that is not at all required in a post graduate course what you need to do in your post graduate uh, studies is more to you know focus on your passion more to focus on your core strength and more to f- uh, focus on your communication skills you know because when you are into a placement uh, uh, mode or you know when a lot of hirers are coming into your campus they really look your, at your overall personality your confidence levels uh, you know how really do you tackle a problem how how better can you provide a solution uh, so you know a lot of people do mistaken themselves that you know i want to become a you know investment banker i want to join 
a billion dollar startup i i want to do only this in my you know life career you have to be you know with an open mind when you're doing your post graduation studies and uh, as your you know to answer to your question simply put uh, if you're a non finance guy doing a finance mba or you know doing a finance course nothing to worry if you have your concepts right if you have your basics right uh, that should you know put you in a very comfortable positions uh, versus your peers uh actually yes thank you for the insight but i was asking about the investment journey for example i am i am an mba graduate i want to start investing so you need to understand the concept first that is what i that is what i said uh see the indian capital markets are growing uh, in india only you know 2 to 3% of the overall population invests in the market uh, today also if you look at the stats there are hardly 4 to 5 crore dmat account which are there in the country which are you know being opened i am not talking about active but i am giving a gross count uh, obviously the financial literacy in the country is quite low despite having a very good uh, saving rate so india has a very good saving rate but we always do prefer real estate we do always prefer gold we do always uh, you know prefer fixed deposits uh, but when it comes to the young generation you know a lot of them are tech savvy uh, when a when a non finance guy or a, 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 a what do you call a basic learner in the capital markets need to uh you know go in that direction what we used to do in our uh, colleges and we used to do in our post graduation studies and that is what my you know friends and colleagues uh, have who have been in the non finance background did is read a business newspaper every day uh, that is what will keep you up to date on the current affairs up to date uh, with your uh, uh, you know career goal points and you know uh, you also need to do a lot of uh, content hunting on on the social media because at our time you know we didn't have uh, twitter we didn't have youtube we didn't have uh, uh, you know a lot of these social media platforms which are now you know much more accessible and much more bigger things were evolving at our time it is not that they were completely disappeared or they were not there but you know uh, youtube today has much more uh, content on capital markets than it had it had in 2008 10 uh, twitter has a lot of information which is available so you just need to uh, you know uh, hunt information analyze information keep reading uh, especially the pink papers you know the, if you if you don't have a economic times you can read a business standard you can read a financial express you can you know uh, get a lot of content which is there on their websites as well you can you know go to uh, moneycontrol.com you can watch business channels so that is how you know you at least have an understanding and a direction where the capital markets are headed and probably then uh, you can uh, you know once that base building is done you can actually start uh, passive investing and then active investing now since you are at the point of data analysis so my question here goes how do how does one make sense of conflicting data hmm. like at one end we have zomato's eps being negative throughout the whole year being valued at rupees 41 by damodaran sir yeah. and then its current stock price hovering around 120 onwards so how do you make sense out of you know three sets of data which are actually you know conflicting in themselves hmm. so uh, you know uh, in the mark in the stock markets we have two concept one is a fair value and one is a market price right Uh, you may do a lot of dcf and you can do a lot of modeling uh, in and around you know the stock market data points earnings uh, you know and a lot of other things uh, 
uh, Zomato, particularly, if you talk about Ashwat Damodaran, he had a model in which he had a value, fair value of 41 rupees. Obviously, there are other listed companies in the US which even trade expensive than uh, Zomato because the addressable market is very big. Uh, and the, there is a market price. So there is a fair value to your model, which is 41 rupees. And there is a market price, which is 120 rupees. And there is always be an inefficient market. Markets are never, you know, that efficient, you know, that you put a model and the market will probably follow that model. It never happens in real life, right? Uh, it is something like, uh, you know, your salary, uh, you may be equally hardworking, but one of your colleagues may get, you know, uh, X amount of salary and you may get an X amount of salary, you know. So there is no comparison in real life. Uh, things do evolve. And talking specifically about Zomato, people have a lot of questions on their business model. Let me remind you, in the 90, 90s, when Jeff Bezos started, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, he was only selling books. And at that time, every investor used to say that Amazon is overvalued. And today, you know, from diapers to, uh, you know, big Dyson uh, air coolers, uh, air purifiers, uh, you, you name it and it is on Amazon, right? So things keep on evolving. You never know when these things will become big. There is always an optionality value in these securities. So there might be a fair value and there might be an option value. What is option value? As I told you, Amazon used to only sell books, but it had an option value that it could sell multiple products on their platform, right? And today, uh, you know, the millennials, everybody would have a, you know, Amazon app on their mobile phones, right? And, you know, probably, uh, you know, a millennial would have ordered at least once on Zomato, once on, uh, you know, Amazon. So that is the power of platform. Uh, you know, when we, when we were in college, you know, we used to have that Kali Pili's. Today, you know, just, uh, you uh, say Uber Go, you say book on Ola and you know, the car straight away comes below your uh, building, right? You don't have to show your hands. So the addressable market is big. Uh, there is always optionality value and the market really looks at the option value, right? The opportunity which the company will provide in the future. So the market al always would be futuristic. They always would tend to reward companies which are futuristic and have a platform. And obviously, if you go by the book, you will find a lot of things in the marketplace which are overvalued. So stock markets is not a place where you go by the book. You have to have some logic. You have to have certain, uh, you know, flows. Uh, a domestic investor may not buy Zomato, but the FII or the foreign investor would always only want to buy certain tech companies, right? So there are various tech funds also globally, which do invest in these companies. So I'm not surprised how... Uh, you know, Zomato is valued at 1 lakh crore. Uh, probably it can go up further from here as well. I'm not asking you to buy or sell securities, but you know, there are certain ways and means and opportunities which come in the way of a company, uh, in the life of the company. It may go bust or it may be 10 times larger than, you know, what it is, to, it is today. And we have seen it with Apple. We have seen it with Microsoft. We have seen it with Amazon that companies evolve. Uh, and, you know, if you talk about Apple, it was a computer or a hardware company. It went into mobile phones and, you know, that is the largest product right now with the company. So companies do evolve and market do reward such companies, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to the capital markets. Now, one of the key insights that we had here was, you know, uh, Zomato being the first 
platform based company to actually go for an ipo so that, that's one of the factors you know is reading about that it actually triggered the indian stock markets to actually recognize that fact right and that's yes, then, there are a lot of companies which are coming up with ipo we have paytm which will come up with the ipo uh, you know we will have car uh, a, a car app company which you know has a buy sell option for cars second hand cars new cars that is coming with an ipo so a lot of uh you know these uh new uh, age companies and um, you know would come into the capital markets and market has its own way of boom and bust so you know there may be reward and there may be risk uh, but obviously uh, th- times have changed things have changed and you would see such uh, companies like zomato more frequently coming to the capital markets now the next question is a bit personal so when i started the, this mba journey the first course that we have in term 1 is accounting and and what the professor usually says there is the accounting standards are made such that you understand the financial reports and i was like okay being educated i still don't understand most of the report that is being there so what are your thoughts on the indian accounting standards as of now so uh, obviously my wife is a chartered accountant uh, i do not uh, <laughs> uh, can talk about the accounting standards uh, you know i am not an expert in that field but if you talk about accounting standards what the chartered accountancy institute or the ca institute has done is it has formalized and standardized a lot of, lot of processes you know you have a us gap you have indian gap you have accounting standard you have tax standards a lot of things you know keep on evolving uh, in in the accounting world and as as a country you know we have done a great job uh, we have this wonderful chartered accountant institution uh, which is recognized internationally as well and uh, you know uh, when it comes to accounting standards obviously you know there are certain things which are uh, done by certain professionals in a malified way uh, they do always find a wrong way to do the right thing or the right way to do the wrong thing uh, you know so a lot of things are subjective a uh, lot of standards are designed with a flaw there are certain standards which want to eliminate flaw uh, so it is a evolving situation and and as students we need to keep ourselves updated with the latest you know standards uh, obviously to ensure that there is uh, independence there is accuracy there is uh, ethics involved in such standards Uh, so you know this is this could be a question which you can ask a chartered accountant but when it comes to the accounting standards you have to stick to the basics as an mba student there is no need to get uh, you know into the complex world of accounting because it is a subject in itself and uh, obviously we have chartered accountants to handle those things uh, but when it comes to accounting standards obviously you have seen a lot of fraud in the capital markets also with with respect to accounts uh, and there are certain clean companies which have greater disclosure uh, uh, you know with respect to accounts uh, so it's a double edged sword if i if i may if if i may put it so uh, so you know really it is up to the auditors uh, you know the chartered accountants and a lot of individual professionals uh, which put everything into place so it is not a single person who is handling all these things so don't worry when you get placed into a organization there will be a dedicated team to take care of that obviously you have to have a knowledge of that part as well but when it comes to accounting standards there are very uh, good contents available online there are various books you can refer to 
obviously you can ask your professors also if you have any doubt but uh, the thing is that you have to be so the accounts have to be accountable you know that is what the standards are all about uh, and nothing more okay so we have one of our classmates uh, by the name of deepak kukreja who was very keen and very uh, excited when we uh, announced in the class that you are our next guest so the next question is from deepak yeah. so welcome deepak thank you here sir uh, so sir uh, this is nice interaction with you i was just listening in the background so i have just one question regarding the latest trends in the market so mm. i have three uh, three data streams i would see was one was cryptocurrency that everyone right. is now going gaga about crypto but still india is not ready to legalize it and we may be move to a digital currency now so what are your views on it second is uh, passive versus active investing now okay. everyone is going should you go passive should you go active and third is the us stocks now everyone wants to start and go into the us markets and mm. not just stay in the indian market you want to go and invest but still the regulations in the indian market are not very clear to the retail uh, public so i have these three questions that, that i could see in the latest market trends yeah so uh, you know uh, what was the first question regarding uh, regarding cryptocurrency so see uh, you know as a media person we always ask our guest about uh, cryptocurrencies it's a very complex uh, you know subject uh, not many of us understand and you know if it's a complex subject you cannot understand uh, you should stay away from it that is how uh, you know the capital markets also work uh, if you don't understand zomato you don't buy zomato uh, if you don't understand uh, reliance industries you don't buy reliance industries uh, so you know you have to uh, i i in my communication class and in my mba course one of our uh, professors used to always talk about kiss so what is kiss concept is keep it simple and stupid right don't try to uh, over analyze the situation because over analysis always leads to paralysis in the capital markets uh, when it comes to cryptocurrencies you can see the wild swings you know it generates you know one day it moves up by 10% the other day it moves down by 30% if you look at global currencies be it the us dollar be it the british pound japanese yen or the indian rupee for that matter the volatility is hardly you know half a percentage point every day uh, if the central bank has an action probably it it could be more but the the concept of a currency uh, because it's cryptocurrency is it should provide stability if you talk about gold it always ha- has historically provided safety for investors and stability for investors you don't see gold in normal times or over large periods of time giving a 50 you know to 100% swing up or down the move is there but it is gradual over long periods of time if you talk about cryptocurrencies it is more to do with ups and downs uh, you could probably read a lot of things wherein there are several frauds you know happening in the markets uh, people just run away with cryptocurrencies uh, you know it is probably safe to keep it in a digital locker but then you know there is a, there are a lot of hackers you know which can come into place so it has never provided a stable environment and hence uh, it is something which is crypto but it is not a currency because it doesn't really serve the purpose you know uh, obviously there are a lot of investors who have probably made money in cryptocurrency uh, but individually and what whatever feedback i get uh, cryptocurrencies are not usually safe 
probably the central banks will come up with regulations to protect the investors see people have lost a lot of money in cryptocurrencies recently and no regulator or no country or no government would want people to go bust okay uh, so probably there should be regulations coming up a lot of countries have banned it including china including us uh, you know there are certain regulatory interventions which are also coming in the marketplace especially in europe as well uh, so these are new things still evolving uh, we don't have the answers to every questions in cryptocurrency and hence this is some uh, this is a subject uh, which not many understand uh, and the best portion uh, or the best part is uh, to just stay away and be a observer in the cryptocurrency market nothing more than that okay. coming to your second question on active investing and passive investing see um, when it comes to the capital markets there is always a two school thought that whether or not to do a passive investing or to do a active investing what is passive investing is to give your money to a manager to manage because you know when you are doing your studies you may not fully focus on the markets you may not be used to how to value a zomato how to value a company uh, how to really go about the capital markets so it is best simply put to invest your money via sips or in mutual funds or into etfs etfs again you know index etfs are very cost efficient so you need to look at that there are certain platforms like paytm you know or zerodha which provide you a direct option to buy your mutual fund units they have a rating system as well so talking about passive investing it is clearly if you do not have a full time experience or you are new to the markets or you do not have that time or bandwidth to spend your time on equities researching them the best way for you is passive investing if you are a full time investor if you are a full time trader if you want uh you know to really trade the markets every day every month or on an active basis you understand the markets then the best way is to do active investing which is again much cost efficient to the passive investing part because the cost involved are low you just pay your brokerage to a broker you use zerodha or you know any online app or you call the broker you buy and sell securities but for that you need to have a dedicated research you need to be up to date in the market Uh, because you know the markets are volatile and market is an animal it may punish you and it may reward you so if you you are if you do your homework well probably you will be rewarded and if you uh, have not done your homework you probably burn your hands in the capital markets uh, so you know for people who are relatively new to the markets uh, don't really have the time or are not fully involved in the in the in the investing profession passive investing is the best vehicle for people who really understand the markets active investment is uh, you know something that you can talk about your third question was about uh, the us markets the us markets uh, you know us markets are huge uh, they are much bigger than the indian markets they have much bigger companies uh, you know than the indian markets obviously there are various funds in in through which you can invest in the us markets there are uh, various uh, mnc funds there are various foreign funds uh, you know wherein you can put in your money safely there are various mutual fund houses which provide you a vehicle to invest in uh, us equities when it comes to direct investing in the us markets there is always a fema cap because there are various rules and regulations in which you can repatriate your money to a foreign country which is i think 2 lakh dollars per annum and that is the money which you can directly invest uh, 
obviously that is not advisable because again uh, you know not many people have their hands on to the us equities so it is best uh, you know to uh, invest through a mutual fund uh, probably do a sip or uh, you know a us fund option uh, directly investing uh, you know the market is not very big not mature we ourselves as investors are not mature enough to uh, invest in the us markets um, tcs and reliance were only two companies which have crossed the 100 billion dollars market cap uh, mark and you will find such 20 30 40 50 50 companies in the us market which are above 100 billion dollars so you know that market is very huge uh, that market is very re- rewarding that market has made fortunes for a lot of investors uh, especially american citizens uh, indian markets also have a lot of opportunity if you uh, approach it with the right uh, you know discipline so to say because you also have created uh, you know people like rakesh junjunwala who are billionaire investors you have radhakishan damani you have so many people you know who have made millions and billions of money in the indian markets on the other hand you have people like warren buffett which have made uh, you know billions of dollars in, in the us markets investing and he doesn't invest in india and rakesh junjunwala also doesn't invest in us markets still both of them are equally successful Uh, so uh, when it comes to us markets is a subjective thing if you like you know us equities there are ways and means in which you can put your money there but obviously there are regulations there are frameworks uh, you have to follow that and you can probably access the us markets uh, in a very smooth way just one question before we finally conclude our uh, podcast with you uh, because india is a developing country the bse index is always growing even say 5 years back or 7 years back it was around 30000 now it is uh, above 50000 so uh, coming back to the discussion which we earlier uh, had with you that there are only uh, with so much of population we only have around 5 crore uh, indian investors active uh, in in the stock market so is it a good thing to motivate more people to invest in indian stock market if it is how does one do it because in india there are only two things which sell entertainment and cricket for example when last year the lockdown was announced and uh, this famous web series scam 1992 team and it was very successful i think most of the teenagers plus the young youngsters 20 plus people uh, started taking note of what is stock market and how did harshad mehta do what he did and yeah. so is it a good thing or uh, so to so uh, you know it is good to ask such questions uh, i'll tell you why because equity is a asset class okay and there are there are many asset classes gold is a asset class fixed deposit also is a asset class real estate is also asset class uh, cryptocurrency also is a asset class but obviously there are various pros and cons for that asset class and equities are a asset class uh there are a lot of things which are now evolving much more information is available to investors a lot of things on the platforms are available for investors to look and explore the stock markets when it comes to indian equities obviously there is a low penetration there is uh, a low uh, you know awareness about the markets 50% of the indian population still lives in rural markets rural areas uh obviously they are into their daily chores and probably they are uh, not very much interested in the markets uh, or probably not uh, exploring equities as an asset class but i think gradually the awareness is moving higher a lot of people have 
uh, 4G networks on their mobile phones. They have smartphones. Uh, they have a lot of social media, uh, you know, uh, factor to help them, you know, explore the markets. I think it's an evolving process. It's an interesting field. And again, you know, according to your age, according to your risk profile, according to your preference to asset class, you can have exposure to Indian equities. There will be a 70-year-old retiree who may want to put 10% of his money in equities and 90% into fixed deposit. There may be a youngster like you who, who probably wants to bet bigger in the markets because he see return potential. He can bear that risk. He may put 90% of his savings into you know capital markets. Uh, by capital markets, I mean uh, debt markets, equity markets, bond markets. All of them put together create the you know capital markets. So there are balance funds. Uh, there are equity funds, there are high beta funds, there are index funds, uh, there, are, there is the option of direct investing. So according to your risk profile, according to your age, according to your preference for equities, uh, you can always put your money safely uh, or with some risk uh, into the Indian capital markets or the Indian equity markets. Uh, so, you know, you just need to consult your financial advisors, uh, your, your uh, financial partners, or registered members, uh, you know, in the in the capital markets, uh, accredited by the regulator, to guide you, uh, and you know, really uh, visualize your uh, thinking or your risk profile, and then creating a portfolio of asset classes, uh, you know, for you and you know, for your future money to grow. So, I in conclusion, I'll be finally presenting the vote of thanks. So on behalf of the PGPBL class of 2022 and BL Inside Circle, we thank Mr. Yatin Mota for taking us through his journey and entry to the Times group and to, to then ET now to the current role of associate editor at Network 18. From content hunting to making sense of the data, it's crucial to keep once updated. Some of the key takeaways for me, for us were fair value understanding market value and the concept of inefficient markets and from an mba student's perspective it's more about the way of understanding the accounts and not being accountable for accounting itself and focusing more on the decision making okay. the talk also had rich discussions about cryptocurrency active and passive investing and us markets I hope the viewers had multiple takeaways as we did. Thank you, sir, for taking out your time for interacting with us. Thank you to our viewers for watching and bye-bye for now.